Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? I recently came across a workout called the Still Workout, which is like an active scripture meditation. It's very calm and slow and focuses on things like strength, stretching, fascia release, breathing, and postural alignment, all while the leader and the creator of the Still Workout, Monica Norcross, is speaking scripture over you and into you. It is just lovely. She calls it Bible study for the body. And it's a way to be still with God as we are called to do and to care for our bodies as holy temples. She's here to tell us more about it um, today and also about how she had to um, adjust her workout to be more about God and less about abs, something I think we could all probably benefit from doing. So welcome, Monica, to the Christian Health Club podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, so glad to have you here. You, um, you've been in the fitness industry for over 11 years now. So give us some background on how you went from teaching cardio and what that was like to creating and teaching the still workout and just kind of that transformation. Sure. I would love to. So, yeah. So I actually was looking at the calendar. It's nearly 12 years now. How does the time fly? But it does. So I, um, had been teaching, um, I'd been teaching a, a dance cardio class, very popular, very fun for all those years, for about 11 years. And, you know, after you do something that long, you get a little burned out. Um, and I, I, I was also a certified personal trainer. I was a fitness nutrition specialist. I had a lot of education under my belt and was loving all of that. But I did get burned out on the dance cardio thing. And I, I remember after, you know, just a few stops and starts, I kind of went to my husband and I said, look, I am just done here. I just, I got to be done. I got to do something else. I'm just not liking this. And he said, you know, my husband is so wise. And he said, you know, Monica, you've been leading these ladies spiritually as well as physically. And that's true because after class, um, for three times a week for all those years, I would have a little devotional uh, and I would ask for prayer requests, and some of the some of the ladies didn't stay, but some of the ones that did would never have set foot into a church, and so for them to let me pray over them was a big deal, and I knew that, and I knew I had been sort of this spiritual uh, input in their lives, and that was that was important. So my husband he said, you know, you've been leading them spiritually and physically. Can't you just hang on a little longer, and let God work? And I was like. Ah, oh, you know, I'm so grateful for your wisdom, but man, I, I just, ugh. well, meanwhile, of course, during all of this, meanwhile, I had aged 11 years. My, the girls in my class, we had all aged 11 years. And after a while, I, I got to thinking I'd rather have something that's a little bit more effective than just a cardio class. I wanted more because um, I had been working on more. I'd been working on strength training and some fascia release and postural alignment, some other things. 
and I had, had seen some, some really interesting things happening in my body as a result of those things. Um, I had had, uh, the most notable, I, I think, is that I had had a lower right abdominal pain that actually I, I thought was appendicitis. So I ended up in the emergency room. I ended up in five different doctor's offices. Um, I had had MRIs, two different kinds. I had a CAT scan, ultrasound, x-ray, blood tests, urine tests, you know, exams, and nobody could tell me what was wrong. And so as I uh, began to do these different things and learn about different parts of the body and different ways to care for it, I actually was able to heal that. The Lord brought me to a practice that let me heal that. And I was like, okay, that's pretty great. You know, I'd like to be involved in something like this. So, but what I knew was that I really wanted, if I was going to teach still, I wanted a class that had at least five components plus a spiritual component. And the five components were strength training, um, postural alignment, fascia release, deep breathing, and stretching. And so I was looking for those things. And every time I found something that I thought was great in some way, um, it was either lacking one of those or all of those components in some way, lacking some of those, and it either didn't have a spiritual element at all, or the spiritual element was not a biblical element. And that was a big concern for me. As a believer, I really felt like if I'm going to have a spiritual element, I want it to be biblical. It's got to be based in the Bible. So, um, but the physical side of those things that I had been able to kind of delve into was fascinating to me and absolutely effective. So I, I kind of decided, okay, my, my husband's right. These ladies are important to me and I'm not burned out on them. I'm just burned out on the actual dance cardio. So maybe there's a way to salvage this and do something different. So I called them together. We met at a local coffee shop and we sat down and, you know, we're sipping our lattes and we, I, I poured my heart out. And I said, here's where I am, here's what my thoughts are, and I would love to do something else. I just can't find the, the practice that's, that has all these things. And so one of them speaks up and you know, pipes in and she says, well, make up your own class. You know what you're doing, you know what you want to do, just make it up and, and we'll go, we'll, we'll come to do what you're doing. And, and I, you know, of course I sat there and looked at them like, what? And they said, yeah, just make up your own class. You can do this. And so I, I, I really was kind of blown away by that, but I was, you know, my brain already went to, oh, well, what could I do? How could this work? What would I, how would I make this happen? And I got in the car and I started praising the Lord and I sat there and started playing with the, the structure of the class and what it would look like. And so months and months later, after trial and error, a lot of prayer, a lot of, of Bible study and questions to the people I was working with, the ladies and some other people that I thought might be interested in this, um, you know, trying things and, and working things out, we now have this still workout. And it has been incredible to watch the Lord work through this. So I'm really excited to be here to share that with you. Oh, I'm, I'm so happy that you are too. And we'll talk more kind of about the particulars about it, but I want to, I want to go back to, um, something that you said earlier and I'm just honestly wondering if one of those practices that wasn't sitting well with you spiritually was, is yoga, because I know a lot of Christians have a, 
um, have concern, feel conflicted about yoga, and some um, have never even thought about a reason to be conflicted about it. And I was one of those people until one of my spiritual mentors brought it to my attention. And I had no idea that every pose you do in yoga is, is a is basically a worship pose to a a god uh, not our god and so um anyway will you just was that it was that kind of one of the things you're talking about yes it was i you know i've never taken a yoga class um so i can't and, and the reason for that is because i had um done some study i'd done some research on it trying to see if that was something because i'd heard so many things about it i have some dear uh, friends who are believers who who do this and they you know have have from from their perspective they've figured out some way to make it work and I I don't you know it's not my place to say you shouldn't but I for me I looked at it and when I did the research on it and what it is and what it's rooted in and where it came from um, I just felt like that wasn't I, I, I never want to be anti anything but I always want to be pro Bible pro Jesus and when something is rooted in an Eastern religion and comes from that, and like you said, when every aspect of it is a an homage to a God or th that isn't ours, I just, for me, I, I just could not go there. That just did not sit right with me. So I really felt like um, if I'm going to do anything that has anything to do with the benefits that come from something like that, it's got to be done another way. Yeah. And I, I think... Um... I think when when people do become aware of it or do be and do become somewhat conflicted, honestly, a lot of times there's just there's kind of no place else to go. There um, there are some options out there, but um, kind of Christian versions of yoga, which is like kind of like an oxymoron, I guess. Yeah, um, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> there's there's a yeah. I I I struggle with that because you know you never want to. To, to look at someone else's walk and say, you're doing it wrong. But on the other hand, when I look at something and I feel a big check in my spirit, I wonder where is that check for other people? So I don't, you know, I, we just have to look at what the Lord's giving to us. And I know for me personally, there was no question. Once I looked into what it was and where it started and what it is now, and, and I, there, I just, I could not go there. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's what I just wanted. Yeah. Just, I'm always, I always like to ask people when we're talking about this fitness aspect because everyone's a little bit different in what they think and how they approach it. So, um, I just, yeah, I, I appreciate um, your view on that. Um, okay. You, you said we had talked and you mm -hmm. said that you essentially had to have like a, a little come to Jesus meeting with yourself <laughs> and your reason behind wanting to be physically fit. Um, which is, you know, something I think that we could all stand to examine about ourselves. And so I alluded it a little uh, to it a little bit in the introduction, but will you tell us more about that and what that looked like for you? Sure. So when I was in my 40s, now I'm 55 right now, okay? So when I was in my 40s, um, probably mid-ish 40s, mid to late 40s, I got what we call ripped. I mean, literally ripped. I was very lean in the body fat percentage. I was, I had muscle. I was strong. I was, um, you know, had that physique and, and the form, uh, that could have competed in some of the fitness, uh, competition, um, arenas. And I, I really, I had that going on. 
And I, you know, I mean, if I'm being honest, I think the reason I wanted that was I wanted the respect. I wanted the admiration. I wanted to feel good in a bathing suit on the beach. You know, I wanted to have all those things. And I, um, I, I think somewhere in my mind from, from even childhood and all the way up, I felt like something about having a perfect physique or as perfect as I could make it would bring me, you know, love and respect or would bring me the attention, I guess, or whatever you want to call that, that I was craving, that I wanted. And I mean, now I can look back and say, well, you were looking for love and you were looking for it in all the wrong places. You know, there's just, there's no question about that. But now, well, and so at the time I got there, right? I got there. I mean, I was there and, and there was some really fun aspects to that, but wow, was it not complete when it came to love or respect or admiration or anything else. And a lot of that attention um, that I got was a very unhealthy thing. Um, and, and I can tell you too that there's a, there's a pride that goes along with that. There's a, an entitlement in a sense that goes along with that. And boy, when you have a social media page and you start posting about stuff like that, you have to be, re as a believer, man, you've got to be really careful about the way that that's going to go and what you're going to be attracting. So, um, you know, I went through a tough time in life, went through some difficulties and kind of fell away from that. Uh, thankfully, I think that was a blessing. Um, but I still knew that I needed to be, um, healthy. I wanted to be healthy. This is still, you know, part of what I do in my life. And I wanted to, I'm still, it's important to me, but I, I knew that I needed to have sort of a paradigm shift as to why, was I wanting to be healthy? And of course, also in, in coaching some people, doing some work with other people, um, training people, uh, in personal training, I, I had asked, one of the questions that you ask people to help them find that motivation and stick to it in the long term is why do you want to do this? Why do you want to be healthy? Why do you want to undertake this, this physical fitness training, whatever it is that we're going to do right now? Why do you want to do this? And so I had heard a lot of wise, you know, I had heard wise, uh, grandchildren, children, um, husbands, you know, feeling good in their, in my own clothes, feeling good in my own skin, getting off of medication, being able to get up and down off the floor, all the things that, you know, people want to be healthy for. And so I really had to kind of reshape, re reshift, reframe my why as well. And so I was going to be so noble about this this time. It wasn't about what I looked like. It was about how I was feeling. So my, my why, my new, newly constructed why was I want to be strong, vital, energetic, and fit, which is a good why. I mean, there's nothing wrong with any of those whys, right? There's all those whys that I just mentioned are all good things. And so I was one day, I was kind of walking around my house, you know, and I was kind of rehearsing my why in my mind. I want to be strong, vital, energetic, and fit. And the Lord kind of stopped me in my tracks and, and the question came to me, Monica, why? Why do you want to be strong, vital, energetic, and fit? And that was a, I mean, I, it literally stopped me. I was walking, you know, doing something around the house and I literally stopped in my tracks and went, well, I don't know why. I, let me think about that. And I knew that if, if it was enough for the Lord to kind of prod me and nudge me in, in my spirit with his spirit, I knew that there was a, this was a significant question and I needed to spend some time on it. So I did. And I really 
I realized there was a why that I had never really heard from anybody before. And I, I knew in, in my heart that that was the, the deepest why and the only why that would really last long term. And it blew my mind. And it, and it kind of came down to, I want to live a life fit for loving God. You know, why are we even here, right? If we have a body and we're on this planet, then we're called to do something for the Lord. Why are we here? That's why we have a body. The reason that we're here is the reason we have a body because this is the only body we have to do anything with. You know, I want to live a life fit for loving God with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, and all my strength. I want to be ready and fit for His service, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually prepared for what He calls me to do. Now, if He calls me to care for my children, well, great. But that may change. So if my motivation is my children, then when my children are gone, I have my motivation is gone. So when my motivation is to love the Lord and serve the Lord, then whatever He calls me to do, I'm ready. And that why has, has served me in a way that no other has and has put me in a relationship with God that I've never had before. And it's really been incredible. And I've, I've been loving sharing that with clients who come to me struggling with motivation. If they're a believer, I'm like, listen, here's something great. And it has really been incredible to, to see them, you know, make that mindset shift. I love that so much. And I would call everyone listening to have that conversation with themselves and, and think about reframing your why. I think that is so good because, because, yeah, we talk, you know, I always say, um, you know, when we're healthy and we can show up better for all that God has to us to do. When we feel well, we serve well, you know, and yes. really it's here, we're here to, to serve and, and live out what God has specifically called us to do. And it's so hard to do that when you, when you just, when you're feeling icky in your body, about your body, yes, you know, all of those things. It's so true. And I, you know, I really, you've probably heard the saying something along the lines of you're you can only be as your your body and your mind can only be as strong as each other, or you know, you can, strong in body, strong in mind, strong in mind, strong in body, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and and I I always you know I've thought about that so much, and and I know there are people who may be listening who have been injured or who have a condition um, or a disease or something that keeps them from being able to be strong and healthy in their body. And I really have a heart for that because there's such a difference. And, and you'll understand that there's such a difference between someone who has an issue, maybe they've been in an accident, maybe they have, you know, something in their body that is keeping them from being fit and healthy, and, and yet it's not a result of their neglect or their abuse of their body. It has nothing to do with, the, it's just the way that it is for them. Maybe they were born with this condition. Okay, that's a totally different ballgame than someone who has completely neglected or abused the body. And, you know, that's really what we're talking about over here is that side of that struggle to take care of ourselves, you know, as opposed to, gosh, there's something in you that is has been that way from, from the beginning or has happened to you. Um, because the Lord is very close to people when they're, when they're hurt or when they're in pain. The Lord is very close to them. But there's a difference in having something that a condition that comes up because we've neglected ourselves which or we've abused our bodies somehow as opposed to having a an injury or a condition does that make sense 
Yes, you. Yes, it sure does, and I'm so glad that you made that distinction because it's an important one. Yeah, because you can be very healthy in your mind when your body is not healthy if it isn't something that you've done to cause, if that makes sense. Yes, exactly. Oh, yes. But, but Sally, there are a lot of us lot lacking of in that, in that self-stewardship. Self um, so hard. I mean, we're all in that together, aren't we? You know? Yes, yes, we are. Yes, we, <laughs> we are, are in that one together for sure. Yes. Yeah. And it is and not, it's, it's an everyday, it's an everyday journey. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I always tell people we have to eat for the rest, every day for the rest of our lives. So this is not, you know, we are, we are going to confront this every single day and, you know, in our movement and all these things. And it's not just a one and done. I figured it out, you know, a hundred percent done period. The end, it's just an ongoing thing. Absolutely. Um, and, but I will say it is a, it is a privilege. And when we look at it that way, it is a privilege to steward our bodies well. And when we reframe our mind around that and for this bigger reason, it just takes on a whole new uh, meaning and motivation, just like you said. Oh, amen, sister. Amen yeah. to that. Well, let's talk more about the actual, um, the actual, the still workout. So you do them in person um, with your ladies, with your, your, your loyal ladies, and then you also do them online. And so people can easily go to your website, buy a pass for $10, so reasonable, and you just, you can join in for a class. So tell us what you do in a, a typical class. And I just think it's interesting to explain how we can be still um, but work out at the same time. <laughs> Isn't that wild? I mean, I, I had someone recently, she said, How, it's hard to explain to people that you can do something that's taxing and relaxing at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's, that's perfect. perfect. Yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. I was like, that's brilliant. Well, so, okay. In class, we, we do, of course, the five things that we talked about. We do strength training. We do that through isometric holds, deep breathing, some pulsing, Um, If you think about, say, holding a plank, okay, if you hold a plank, you're working, but your body is still. Um, If you think about holding a, a, you know, you sit against the wall and you hold a squat for a while or you hold a squat just in the air, um, you're going to feel that after a while if you hold it. And when you really bring in the oxygen and create that blood flow, um, you can do great things for your body and create endurance. So we do strength training um, in, in all kinds of ways, really, but it, well, in all kinds of parts of the body, but we do it that way. We do stretching. Stretching, you are still, but you are also doing something wonderful for the body. We do um, postural alignment. And this is one of my favorite things that we do. And this is something that I really felt like the Lord just brought to me out of nowhere. And it absolutely blew my mind. And the reason is because when you align up your body in posture, right, the proper posture of standing, that's kind of your home base is, you know, how do you line the body up to have a proper posture, which is so good for you. I mean, it's so, that is such a huge part of being healthy is just getting yourself in proper posture. Um, it, it allows for flow, blood flow, you know, it allows for everything to be the where it should be and line up as it should line up. But when I was studying this, the Lord began to bring Bible verses to my mind that kind of corresponded and correlated to the different parts of the body in different ways. And it just, it, it, the connection was just stunning to me. And I, my, I mean, I would just, I would stand there and get chills just thinking about, wow, you just, Lord, you just showed me something incredible 
you know, a physical example of a spiritual truth that I can use all day long. This is awesome, you know. So we do, we do a whole postural alignment that we do every single time. And the Lord is constantly bringing me new verses and new ways to think about it that allow us to align our hearts and souls with the Lord while we align our bodies in, in space, right? We align our bodies in, as we stand. So there's that element. We do um, fascia release. Um, fascia is the connective tissue in our bodies, and we can you know, talk more about that. Uh, and that, That's kind of a longer conversation, but we can get there. Uh, that's a really important part as well. Um, we, and in all of that, we use deep breathing. And I developed a signature breathing technique that I call Neshima. Neshima is the Hebrew word for breath of life. And in this breathing technique, we not only um, fully inhale and fully exhale, we also challenge the core and the diaphragm and the pelvic floor and um, stimulate the vagus nerve. So we're doing a lot of good over and over and over again with this one breathing technique that we use in class all the time. And it's a biblical thing. I mean, the breath of life is, is what the Lord gave to Adam. It's what he gives to baby. You know, this, we can't go two minutes without it, three minutes. You know, you just, it, it's, it's oxygen. It's the breath of life. So we do that. Um, part of what we do in class is cognitive training. Um, one of the things, and, and that sounds kind of crazy, but what you really have to do when you're doing many of the things in classes, we're thinking about not only what we're doing physically, but our minds are, we're filling our minds with scripture, we're filling our minds with um, the Lord's words, and that requires a, a level of concentration that is cognitive, and it's something that's wonderful for us at any age, but especially as we age. So we do a lot in class. It's a really... Uh, effective and um, time effective, I guess is a good word, workout. Yeah. So when I, when I did the class for the first time, I wasn't really sure what to expect, you know, and I was like, mm -hmm. so we get, we kind of get going and I'm like, okay, that, you know, we're doing some, we're like doing some ankle rolls. I'm like, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be slow and easy. This is going to be good, a little stretch. But then we held a squat for like an eternity. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, not so simple. I'm breathing hard here. And, but you were, you know, you were talking us through it. You were speaking scripture about breath and strength. And I was, as I was doing it, I was thinking about what a good practice it is to practice breathing through a physical trial like that. Um, you know, through that physical stress of holding the squat and, and that being practiced for breathing through emotional stress that we encounter through our day. It's, you know, whether our body is in physical stress or emotional stress, it's, it is all stress to the body. And that's when we have that, that rapid breath, that, you know, flight or, um, fight or flight kind of breathing, which is that, that breath of fear. And that signals our body in so many, um, you know, so many ways that, um, that are unhealthy and release the stress hormones and all those kinds of things. So as I was doing that, I was just thinking, what a, what a great practice here um, to do that. And so many of us don't practice being still, we don't practice steady breath, you know, and that's one of the elements that I, in the Genesis prescription. So my audience will be familiar with that, that we do in the Genesis prescription is um, one element is, is steady breath, the breath that's calm and, um, and deep and slow and, and, and not that breath of fear. And so I just really appreciated 
the class is an intentional time to work on that as as well because I know a lot of us don't we're just so busy in our day we're like okay I'm gonna just stop here and breathe for a couple of minutes and breathe slow. Yeah. just you know or stretch or do any of or any of these things which is why I you know like I know for me I'm like I need to set a time in my calendar I need to pay somebody to watch me and tell me to breathe and stretch and you know like that's what I need okay yes absolutely well I need that too and that's one of the best things about this class is that I, I can not only am I helping other people but I'm I mean I'm getting as much benefit as anybody um doing this and and doing that breathing I back in the day I was a voice teacher I was a music major um, in college and I taught voice lessons to kids and I taught them how to breathe. So this was not a stretch for me to learn to, you know, really think through the benefit of deep breathing. And, and if you do a simple Google search for the benefits of deep breathing, the list is outlandish. It's just outrageous what the power of oxygen can do in the body. And it's, it's wonderful. Um, so, I mean, I, and I'm so, you know, you mentioned the physical trial. Um, that is something, that's one of the one things I, that I love to um, bring out in, during class is that what we're doing here is we are creating a physical example of a spiritual truth. And so right here, when we're doing something that's physically taxing, like holding a squat for an eternity, you know, <laughs> when we're doing that, um, we are putting our bodies through a physical trial. And like you said, we're breathing through that, we're learning how to get through that, and, and we're producing muscular endurance. Well, the Bible says, consider it all joy, my brothers when you go and sisters, when you go through trials, because the testing of your faith produces endurance. So here we are in our little class, and we're focused on this physical trial that's bringing physical endurance, all the while thinking about and practicing for those spiritual trials that will bring spiritual endurance, testing our faith and bringing us spiritual endurance. And so it's that connection of the physical and the spiritual that is just so powerful when you're, when you're in the moment. Oh, I just love that. See everybody why I wanted to have Monica on today. <laughs> so good, so good. Um, okay, you had us also work on fascia release. So you were saying that earlier. Tell us why that's important. I am, I am learning more about fascia from as it being part of the communication network of the body and um, a very important part of that communication. So I'm more interested in fascia now than I ever was. And so, but, but tell us, um, you know, just physically why it is important for us to, to do that. That's such a, a great thing. I, you know, I think that um, you're like me. I, I had, had heard about it a little bit and had heard some popular, you know, fascia tools and things like that, but hadn't really understood the depth of it, what it was, what it really is in the body and the role of it. And so as I began to study, um, I became absolutely fascinated by fascia. Um, and I think it's kind of the overlooked or the, the you know, underdeveloped, if you will, area of fitness and body care, um, because it's something that we just are really didn't know that much about until sort of a recently. So, Fascia, it's the, right, the connective tissue in the body. If you think, well, there's a guy named Tom, uh, Tom Myers. He wrote a book called Anatomy Trains, and he says, he calls it the fabric that weaves in and out of every one of the 70 trillion cells in our bodies. I like to call it the atmosphere in which everything else in our bodies lives and moves and has its being. 
So if you think about the body and you think about the bones and the muscles and the organs and the blood vessels and the body fat, something has to hold all of those things, you know, the skin, something has to hold all of those things together. Otherwise, they would just think about like they would bump around on each other. You know, they would just kind of it would be like like marbles in a jar. They would just sort of bump around. Think about like a fish tank. Okay, the water in the fish tank, if that's gone, everything falls to the ground of the fish tank and just sits there. But with the water, it can all move and do all the things that it has to do. Um, another way to think of it is um, the cross section of a grapefruit or the cross section of an, of an orange. The white stuff in there, the little white sections in the grapefruit, the white sections in the orange, that little, it kind of forms and supports and wraps and it penetrates the fruit. That is like the fascia in our bodies. It, it, it holds everything together. It also moves water, moves lymph, it holds stress, it can hold emotion, that's important. Um, it connects with itself, it's all connected into one big matrix, so it communicates with itself, and it's all one big sort of organism, which means that when we think about the body, it really is a holistic thing. It isn't, you know, oh, I have a hand over here and I have a foot over there. Well, gosh, if you do something to one of those, you might think everything else is fine. But really, fascia is all connected and um, talks to itself and communicates to itself. So having said that, fascia um, gets constricted. It gets adhered to the bone at 2,000 pounds per square inch. And when it gets constricted like that or when it gets adhered, it kinks up like a hose. So think about that. It's responsible for moving water and lymph and joint fluid and all the fluids in our body. But if it's kinked up like a hose, it can't do that. It's incapable of doing what it's designed to do, a, a big portion of what it's designed to do. And so that creates um, stagnant fluid in those areas, which is not a good thing. It can also create pain. Uh, if you've been injured, if you've had surgery, that there's the fascia was cut or broken. Um, that's actually what happened to me in my lower abdominal area that I had that issue with. My fascia had an issue and when I learned to heal, you know, work through the fascia and release that, all that kind of went back into place and healed the way it was supposed to be. So as we go through class and we release fascia, we're releasing it from, it's like unkinking the hose, releasing it from the bone and allowing for that fluid exchange to happen, allowing for that stagnant fluid to go away and that fresh fluid to come in and renew and restore the cells, which allows for freedom and renewal and uh, just the, the body to be able to function more properly. So if you think about having an injury, you think about having pain, when you release fascia and you allow for that proper flow, you're giving your body the opportunity to heal in a much different way than were that not happening. So it's just been a fascinating thing. A quick little testimony I'd be happy to share with you. Just this weekend, I went to a uh, my alma mater's football, first football game with my husband, and we, I, we were seated near kind of the, the field near the bottom where a lot of stairs to go up and down. So I was coming up the stairs at one point, probably to go to the bathroom, and after all my water drinking, my hydration, and I was getting to the, to the top and I tripped. I was kind of jogging up the stairs and one of them was a little uneven and I, I tripped on it. I didn't fall, but I caught myself. But somehow in that process, I tweaked and sort of injured the back of my calf. I injured my calf. 
So I'm limping around the rest of the night. I'm like, this is not fun. This hurts. So I immediately, as soon as I got back to my seat, I immediately started applying pressure, doing the things that I do in class, doing the deep breathing, really, you know, digging in for that and working on releasing that fascia, using my fingers in place of a ball or a roller that I didn't have with me, um, but just really trying to, to get uh, to releasing that fascia. And I woke up the next morning pain-free, 100%. So that's awesome. I know, Fa- right? Fascia release at a football game. You can do it anywhere. <laughs> yes, you can. So it's just really, it, I've been fascinated by this. Because the other thing about that is if you think about the way that we exercise, we, we regularly get injured. I mean, I don't know anyone in the fitness industry who doesn't get injured on a fairly regular basis. This happens. You, no matter what you do, we get injured. That's just part of life. And so having the ability to heal that a little faster. Having the ability to, to deal with that a little faster is a really good thing. And here's the beauty of that from the still workout perspective. I, I always liken things to spiritual truth, right? So when, the fascia, when we have fascial adhesions, I like to think about spiritual adhesions. What spirit, what, what's holding us back spiritually? So say we're doing a class on grace. Okay, I always have a class focus. So every week we have a focus. And so let's say we're doing a, a focus on grace. So we've got verses on grace. We're thinking about grace, grace in our movements, grace in our bodies. You know, what does that look like? What does that feel like? When we come to the fascia section, I always like to say we're going to release our fascial adhesions. At the same time, let's think about the spiritual adhesions that are keeping us from understanding and giving grace. So maybe that's resentment, maybe that's bitterness, maybe that's pride, maybe, you know, that's deep pain. There's all kinds of things that keep us from being able to do that. So as we go through releasing fascia, we are at the same time communicating with the Lord, asking him to help us release the spiritual adhesions that hold us back, much like the fascial adhesions hold our bodies back. Oh, that is so good. (laughs) Just love it. That's so good. See, God puts a lens over your eyeballs, kind of like the one he puts over my eyeballs. Like every time I read scripture, it's like, all I see is health advice. (laughs) Now, how it relates to health. It's like, it's like, wow, this is amazing. Yes. I love it. I love it. That's so, that's wonderful. So uh, when somebody is coming to class, what, what do they need? They need, um, uh, We'll tell, tell people what they might need to show up to class. Like in- sure, sure. So um, the first thing, you need a mat or at least a carpet, a place that's, that's padded, right? If you're coming to class, you're going to want a mat probably. But if you're doing this at home, um, you can have a, a carpet, a rug, something, a mat, something that's soft because so, you're going to get on the ground. Um, you'll need a chair or a table or a counter or a wall or something, a sofa that you can hold on to for balance that you might need. You'll need a slim roller. Um, in some classes, a rolled-up towel will work in a pinch. In some classes, it won't. And, and I use a slim roller. Slim is like three inches around, okay? It's not a big, fat six-inch roller. It's a slimmer roller than that. And the re- only reason I use a, a slimmer roller mainly is for the back of the neck area and some of the waist sections of the belly section because when you have a big, thick roller, um, that puts your body out of alignment when you're trying to use it in those areas. So, um, but a rolled up towel works nicely in those areas. 
Um, but I have uh, all these supplies are on my website too, by the way, and links to get them if you want to use the ones that I use in class. We use a little ball, um, like a tennis ball or a, a little cork ball or a lacrosse ball, some kind of a firm ball. We use that for fascia release. We, of course, you got to have water. We, um, to, we have to stay hydrated. Um, and that's partly because of all the things that we're releasing. We talked about that fluid exchange as we let go of that stagnant fluid, we got to replace it with fresh. And so we want lots of hydration. Um, and I think that's, well, now I just introduced a series called the Stronger Still series. That is a, um, and that's in the on-demand video library, which we'll talk about. I um, am created a little series called that to have uh, some resistance bands using handles to have a little more muscle work for the people that want to really build muscle and be a little, um, a little stronger there. So there's that as well. And again, all those links are on the website. So. Okay, good. I just wanted people to be prepared in case they yes pop on over to do a workout and they have what they need. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I just did it in my living room mm -hmm. and I loved, um, when we started, um, you had us verbally thank God for our body. Mm -hmm. And, and I did, even mm -hmm. though I was by myself and I didn't have to, like I could have right. just said it in my head, <laughs> right. but I said it out loud <laughs> and, um, and it was just, it felt so good to do that. And I was, so I was teary right mm -hmm. out of the gate because it, oh. it, it felt emotional, you know, um, to do that to, you know, I think it a lot. Mm -hmm. I think, I thank God for my body a lot, but right. to say it out loud was just different. It was more powerful. And, I, um, I think, so you, I, yeah, I, I think love that you did that. I think that you just, you just proved right there why the, the physical aspect of doing what we're doing is so powerful. When you connect a physical uh, example of a spiritual truth. You've said it in your head a hundred times, but when you say it out loud, it's more powerful. You know, we all know that, that, you know, physical trial per, or, or, you know, trials produce endurance from the testing of our faith. But when you put yourself through a physical trial and you do it at the same time as thinking of that, it's a more powerful practice. I mean, I like to think about the Israelites and the way that they mourn, the way that they did everything. They did it physically. You know, they put on sackcloth and ashes and they wailed and cried like they, they there's purpose in that. And so when you when you do something physically that is a spiritual thing and an emotional thing and you put your body into it, it is a powerful thing and it will affect you uh, spiritually. I mean, you just right there. I love that. I love that, that you said that. Thank you for saying that. I'm, I'm going to be telling people you said that. <laughs> yes, please do. Cause it, I, I, it was just, that was how I started. And, you know, in our words, um, the Bible has a lot to say about words. Um, but the words that we put out there, um, the words that we speak, you know, God spoke, um, creation into existence. And, you know, when we speak out, the those the prayers and the praise um it it changes us and and it and it did it like released some emotion for me and um and just made it just was an experience in a different way and so i appreciated that and it just the the whole experience of it was just a lovely integrative spirit mind body practice and so i think you um 
I think your ladies were onto something when they said, just do it yourself. Just just make it, make it up. You know what to do. And you did, girl. You did it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I love, love it. it. Um, okay. Well, before I let you go, I have to ask you the anchor questions that I ask all the guests. And the first one is, what is your anchor meal, your go-to healthy meal? Well, of course, it depends on what mood I'm in that day. But really, I would say it's probably fish um, fish and vegetables is really kind of where if, if I'm really needing a healthy meal, I'm going to go to fish and vegetables. Um, I love orange roughy. I love tilapia. I love a, a good white fish, a nice white flaky fish. Um, and, and, and vegetables steamed, uh, grilled, something like that. But I will tell you, I'm actually very blessed. My husband went to culinary school and he is a brilliant, just brilliant chef, brilliant cook. And so he, <laughs> I'm so spoiled because if I really need a healthy meal, I can go to him and say, help me make tacos healthy and he can do it. So that's kind of fun. But yeah, I, I mean, when it really comes down to being healthy, I'm, I'm going fish and vegetables. Oh, what a lucky gal you are. <laughs> He's, that's that he's a keeper that yes, is he is. nice he's yes, wise he and he cooks that's right i mean come uh, on no it's crazy that's great okay <laughs> how about an anchor verse which th this could be this is difficult for some people but to narrow it to one but if you had one that's either a, a long time favorite or one that is just speaking to you presently well i would have to say our class verse, which is Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. Because when you apply that to anything, you know, if I'm worried over one of my kids, be still and know that I am God. I can stop for a minute and realize that this problem is not bigger than God. When I'm concerned about finances, be still and know that I am God. You know, when I am concerned about the end times or the government or, you know, a relationship problem or whatever, be still. There's nothing that is going to be outside of the Lord. There's nothing that's going to be outside of that. So when I take a minute to be still and put myself in the proper place and know that He is God, I am able to take myself out of all of those places and recognize his sovereignty and I don't have to strive and worry about my own. So that, that verse has, has been incredible for a long time, but especially recently with, with the still workout. So. Ah, well, that's, that's perfect. And I, I, I love that. I just love how, um, you can be still in this workout because you are you are still with God. You are still in Scripture, and mm -hmm. and then also doing this great thing for your body. And I I love the efficiency of that. I am. Such a big... <laughs> We're I hate to put it that way. Yes, <laughs> I totally get it. But well, I mean, it's true. But do you know what I mean? I mean, I do. I want to spend more time with God as much as I can, and this is a way to do it. But I'm also, um. You know, honoring my body, doing something good for my body. Just there's so many great 
things, you know, practicing my breathing, all of those yes. things. So I just, I love all of it all here together, you know, and that's yep. everything I'm trying to do um, for people through my work is just to make people think more about God and more about health, you know? Yes. And so if just by the, if they even just see a post by the Christian nutritionist and it made you think of God and it made you think of one thing healthy, then I'm like, okay, I've done, yes. I've, that, that's, I've done my job for the day. I mean, you know, like if I can make you think of God for one more second. And so, yes. um, and so this is just really just so focused, you know, for almost an hour is about what the, the class lasts, right? 45 minutes to an hour. Yep, and so yep. it's just a great, um, it's just a, a great thing to have um, in your week. And so um, Love I'm, I'm glad to have connected with you. Where can people um, learn more about the still workout or, um, you know, read about it, sign up for it, all that kind of stuff? Sure. So the website is the place to go for signing up and uh, getting involved. That's the stillworkout.com. Very simple. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the still workout. And we actually have a Facebook group called the still sisters, which is really fun. Cause one of the things I do in class is I give you belly laughing homework every single day, every day I leave you needing to walk away with something funny and something and laugh. And so I post, I'm, I'm, I'm fanatic about posting funny things in the Still Sisters and on the Still Workout uh, Facebook and Instagram pages. So that's kind of one of the main reasons to get there is because it will give you a good laugh every single day. So. Oh, I love that. Good. Okay. Well, that's good. I didn't know about the, the Facebook yeah, group. Yeah. So I'm going to have to get on there. Yes. Go check it out, girl. Come yes, on. Yes, I certainly will. So, okay. <laughs> Everybody can find you there and you can buy individual passes, just a one, one class pass. You can buy mm -hmm. packages, right? For Yes. Yes. So you can buy, we have three ways to experience the still workout. You can come in person where we're in Magnolia, Texas, the Woodlands, Texas. You can come online as a live stream participant. So we have a Zoom option and you can have the on-demand video library and the on-demand video library has recordings of the live stream classes and also the recordings, the, the professional videos that I'm making as we go um, in different collections, like the deeper still, the stronger still, the freer still, and they all focus on different things. Um, the still seven, which is the alignment, uh, the alignment foundations coming in you know, video form. So it's really, there's a lot there that you can participate in, in any way. And there are, like you said, there are individual class passes for $10. There are packages where you can have just the on-demand video library. You can have the on-demand and the live stream. You can have the on-demand live stream in, in person. There's all kinds of ways. And there's um, monthly packages, three-month packages. So there's all kinds of, of, uh, ways to to participate so would love to have um everybody come and join us fantastic all right well thank you thank you so much for being here and and sharing your um your wisdom in a lot of different ways um i appreciate it so much and i just encourage everybody to check out the still workout <laughs> it's my pleasure and thank you so much for having me this has been an absolute joy all right. Well, thank you all for listening. I hope you have a healthy and blessed week and I will talk to you soon. Hi, everyone.
everyone. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.